Shalom to all! Today's office site to Yud Zayin. We are starting at the very top of the Amid with the brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarabas, Yaakov, Maisha, her Nishama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Chmil, Mardachai, Ben Chaim, his Nishama should have an Aliyah. Now we continue talking about the process that the site that goes through, and now we're going to be discussing the Megillah that's written down and erased in the water. And we're going to have a three way Machlaikas of which Psukim were written down in this Megillah, but in order to understand the Machlaikas, first we have to read these Psukim. So they're found in my Midbar, Parakei, Psukim Yudtes, through Chavbez. And we're going to read them one by one. The first pasuk says as follows: Vishbia isa kain, and the kain shall be mashbia her. Va'amar elisha, and he says to the woman: Imloy shachavishaisach. If a man has not laid with you, imloy satis tumatachaseishech. And if you have not straightened defilement under your husband, so he nakim imehamarim hamarim ha'ela, then you'll be innocent. You'll be clean of these bitter waters that can curse. Now this pasuk seems to be very positive, if you will. The kain is telling her that if you didn't do anything wrong, so then you're going to be clean and nothing's going to happen to you. Now the gemara is going to discuss whether we can imply a curse from there, that if you did do something wrong, then you will be cursed. But now we've got to the second Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, Va'at kisatis. However, if you have strayed, tachas sheikh under your husband, nitmes, and if you became sheikh, and if a man other than your husband has lain with you, now moving on to the third Pasuk, and the kain shall mashbiah the woman with the shvuas ha'ala, the oath of the curse, and the kain says to the woman, Hashem should set you as a curse and as an oath among your people, when he causes your thigh to collapse and your stomach to descend. And the fourth and last pasuk is the kain continuing, and these waters that can curse shall enter your innards to descend the stomach and collapse the thigh. And finally, the pasuk concludes, and the woman shall respond, So we have these four psukim. Sadamesha tells us, the kain comes to write the megillah, from which place in these psukim does he start writing. So our first opinion is from the part of the Pasuk that says that's the middle of the first Pasuk and he also writes if you have straight on your husband however he does not write that the kind is the woman he doesn't write those words and he does write he writes that Pasuk and he also writes but he does not write which was the end of the fourth Pasuk. Now, Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Yaisi argues, and he says, Once the kind starts writing from that first Pasuk, he doesn't stop writing and he writes everything. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda says, He doesn't write anything except for the following, which is from the end of the third Pasuk, and he also writes, which is the fourth Pasuk, and he does not write the end of the fourth Pasuk according to Rabbi Huda, where the woman says, So now the Gemara says, what exactly is Machlaikis between the Tanakama, Rabbi Yaisi, and Rabbi Huda? So Baha'i Korkamifagi, they're arguing in the following Pasuk. And this Pasuk is what we'll call number five, which is a Pasuk right afterwards in the Torah. The Pasuk tells us, V'kasav es ha'alais ha'ele ha'kain ba'sefer. The Kain writes these alais, these oaths, or these curses, in the Sefer. So how do we understand this Pasuk? Rev Meir, who's a Tanakama, Savar, he holds alais, alais mamish. The one it says alais in this Pasuk, it means the actual alais, the actual curses that are written in these Pasukim, namely the end of the third Pasuk and the beginning of the fourth Pasuk, Ha'alais, this extra hey is L'Rabbis Kalais Habayis Machmas Brachais, is coming to include that he also writes down a Klala which comes due to a Bracha, namely as we had said in the first Pasuk, even though the first Pasuk doesn't have an outright curse, it really says something positive that if you didn't do anything wrong, so nothing's going to happen to you, but we can infer from there that she will get a 
curse if she did do something wrong. So that's also written down. Furthermore, the word Ela in this Pasuk is telling us, we're excluding the Klaus that are written in Mishnah Taira and Dvarim. Those are not written down. And Ha'ela, this extra He of the word Ela, is it's excluding that he doesn't write down the commands or her acceptance by saying Amen. Meaning when the Pasuk says, we have two different Sukkim that say these words, and all the way at the end it says, those are not written down in this Megillah. Now Rabbi Yaisi agrees to everything that we just said. However, he uses the word S, meaning in this Pasuk, so he uses that word S, to include that it's Havais, meaning when it says, and the Kabbalis, when she says, Amen, Amen, that's also written down. Now, Rav Meir, Asim Darish. Rav Meir doesn't darshan the word S. Now, Rav Yehuda, what about Rav Yehuda? Kulu bimiute darsh lehu. He darshans this whole pasuk as a miyat, as exclusionary. And has he darshan it? So the word Allah tells us, Allah's mamish, only the curses are written down. Again, that's the end of the third pasuk and the beginning of the fourth pasuk. Ha Allah, what does that tell us? Lim ute machmas brachas. That excludes that we do not write down a klala, which is implied from a bracha. Again, that was pasuk one. So according to Yehuda, pasuk one is not written down. The word Eile is Lim ute klala shev Mishnah Taira. That excludes the klala in Mishnah Taira and Dvarim. And Ha Eile is Lim Ute Tzavais Kabbalis, that's excluding the Tzavais and the Kabbalis Amen. So, according to Yehuda, we only have the end of Pasuk 3 and the beginning of Pasuk 4 written down. Now, the Gemara goes back to Shitas Rameyer, the Tanakama. Rav Meir, Maishno Hai Hei, to Marabi Bey. Why is it the letter Hei of the word Ha'alais is being used to include? And Maishno Hai Hei, the Mait Bey. Why is it that we're using the letter Hei of Ha'ela to be an exclusionary letter? Is Hei an inclusionary letter or an exclusionary letter? So, Gemara answers it's simple. Hei, the Gabe di Ribuya, Ribuya. He, a hey that's written as part of a pasuk that's being merabah, that's including something, so that hey is also including. And the letter hey, which is part of the word ha'alais, is part of the whole section of the pasuk that's saying the kasav as ha'alais, that these alais are written down, that's including something that's being written down, so therefore the hey is including. Whereas hey gabe de miyuta, miyuta, a hey that's by a word that's being memayit something, that hey is also going to be darshan as a miyut. And the hey by the word ha'ela is a miyut, because ha'ela means only these and not something else. The Gemara continues asking, Rav Meir doesn't hold of the concept of What is this concept? So throughout Shas we'll find this and it's a subject of Machlaikis Tanaim and it means that from a no we can imply a yes. If I tell you don't do this so you'll be able to imply that yes you could do something else or something similar. Now Rav Meir doesn't hold of that. So why is it that Rav Meir says that we should write down the first Pasuk? As we had said the first Pasuk doesn't have an explicit curse written in it. The first Pasuk is talking about something positive, but it's only inferred from that positive thing that if she did do something wrong, then she will get a curse. But why would Rav Meir have that written down in the Megillah? Rav Meir says only curses are written down in the Megillah, and this Pasuk only has an implied curse, and Rav Meir doesn't hold Mechlal Avatashmehein. So Rav Tanchum, Rav Tanchum says, the reason why I quote Rav Meir this Pasuk's written down is because Hina Kiksev. The Pasuk's written Hina Ki without a Yud, meaning there's no Yud in between the letters He and Nun. And really, the word could have been written with that extra Yud in there. And since the word is not written with that extra yod, we can darshan it as follows. We can understand the word to be saying chinki and not hinaki. Now, if we read the Pasuk regularly, 
with the vowelization that we have, it's read as hinaki, again, which is for the positive, meaning if she didn't do anything wrong, so hinaki shall be clean. But since it doesn't have a yud in there, it could be read as chinki, she shall choke. And now the pasuk would be read as toma tachas ishech chinki. Then if there was a toma tachas ishech, then you shall choke. And now that's being read like this, the pasuk is speaking of an outright curse. It's not just an implied curse, and therefore, according to Rav Meir, it is included in the Megillah. And now we have a few joshas about znus in a house. Darsha bekiva bekiva darshans ishvi isha when we have a husband and wife, zachu, if there's zaycha, meaning if there's noznos in the house, shechina benein, we have the shechina between them. We have a yod in the word ish and a hey in the word isha, so yod and ke together is Hashem's shechina. But zachu, if they're not zaycha, if there's nos, eish eichlason, so then a fire will consume them, the yod is taken away and the hey is taken away, leaving the words ish, so a fire is going to consume them. And Amar Rav Rav says, with isha difimid the ish, the wife's fire, meaning if she's mezana, that will consume stronger than the man's. Why is that? That's because her letters of Aleph Shin are together. The hey by the word Isha is at the end of the letters Aleph, Shin, Eish. So we see the Eish of a woman is quicker to burn when she's Mizana than the Eish of a man because the Aleph, Shin of the man is interposed by a Yud right in between them. And Amorav, he tells us, Why does the Torah say that we should bring dirt for the Saita? That's to tell us, meaning she didn't do anything wrong. A son's going to come from her like Avram Ravinu. It says by Avram Ravinu, But if she's not Zaycha, it's telling us she's going to go back Back to her dust, meaning she's going to die. And Darsh Rav Rav Darshans, B'schash Amr Avram Avinu Vanachi Afer Ve'efer, the schar that Avram Avinu had said, that I'm offering Efer, Zachu Banav Bez Mitzvahs, his sons, meaning Am Yisrael, was like the two Mitzvahs, Efer Para, the ashes of the Paraduma, Vafar Saita, and the dirt of the Saita. Asik Marav Ekanami Afar Kisu Adam, what about the dirt of Kisu Adam? As we know, Kisu Adam is that we have to cover the blood of a wild animal or a bird that's shechted. What about that dirt? Why isn't that considered a Mitzvah? So the answer is, Hasam Hechshir Mitzvah Eka. That's just a Hechshir Mitzvah meaning it's just a fulfillment of a mitzvah, but leka. there's no positive benefit that we get by covering the blood. If the blood's not covered, the animal's still kosher to eat. However, the afer para makes a person tahar, and the fire saita is her to her husband, and therefore there's a hana from those two things. And the Gemara continues, Darshin, Avinu, the that Avram Avinu said, that if I take anything from a string to a shoelace, this is talking about the spoils of Sudaim, Avram said, I'm not going to take any of them, so Zachoban of Abay's mitzvahs, his children were the two mitzvahs, the string of Tchelas the sunset says, Ritsuah shall tfilin, and the strap of tfilin. So now we analyze. Bishlam Ritsuah shall tfilin. We understand that this is a benefit, the Ritsuah of tfilin. Tchsev the Pasuk says, that all the nations of the world are going to see that the name of Hashem is called on you, and that's when they see tfilin, so we see that there's a benefit. He tells us, that's referring to tfilin on the head, and so we have a benefit from this mitzvah. But El Choshel Tchelas, Mahi, what's the special thing about having the Choshel Tchelas that we have this blue string on the tzitzes? Why is that special? The answer is, the time you have a bride, so Hiram Mayor says, Why is it that Tcheles was picked out of all colors? That's because the color Tcheles is similar to the sea, and the sea is a similar color to the Rikia, to the heavens. And the color of the heavens of the sky is similar to the Kisia Kavod. Shanamar the Pasuk says, And they saw the God of Israel, and underneath his feet, was like sapphire brickwork. And like the essence of Shemayim and purity, and another Pasuk says, Like the appearance of sapphire stone 
is the likeness of a throne. So we see that Tcheles reminds us of the Kisei HaKavod, and that's what makes Tcheles special. And the Meshachet, he was talking about this Megillah, Eino Kaisev, Loyal Luach, Voloyal Niyar. It's not to be written on a Luach, which means a piece of wood. It's not to be written on Niyar, which means paper. Now, even though in modern day Hebrew, Niyar refers to paper, like the paper that your Gemara is printed on, back in the day, obviously, they didn't have that type of paper. This is referring to papyrus, which is made of some sort of grass and glue, and it's pressed together. So the Megillah site does not to be written on that. Veloyal Yud on top It's not to be written on Diftura, which is like unfinished parchment. El Al Megillah, it has to be written on a regular piece of parchment. Shinar because the Pasuk says, Basefer. And we know that Sefer means cloth, a regular piece of parchment. Furthermore, he's not allowed to use the following inks. He's not allowed to use Kumus, which is some sort of resin that comes from a tree. He's not allowed to write with copper sulfate. He's not allowed to write with anything that makes an impression. El He has to use Diyai, which is the black ink that we use to write our Sefer Terrence fill in mezuzahs with. Shinar because the Pasuk says, Umacha. And the Kain erases it. Ksav It has to be that he's writing with something that's able to be erased, and all these things we just mentioned aren't really able to be erased, so we can't use them. Now the Gemara tells us Amarava, Megillah Saita Shikasa Balayla Psula. If the Megillah Saita was written at night, it's possible. My time, why is that? Asya Taira Taira. We have Xer Shava Taira Taira. Ksiv says over here by Saita, Vasala Kainis Kalha Taira Hazais, and the Kain does all this Taira for her. Ksiv Hasam, and it says over there, Alpia Taira Sheyeruchav Al Hamishbat. According to the Taira that they shall teach you, and the Mishbat. Now, Ma Mishbat Biyayim, just like Mishbat, the judgment has to take place during the day. We're not allowed to have a judgment at night. Af Megillah Saita Biyayim. So, to the Megillah Saita has to be done during the day. Let's say Kasvul Mafreya, he wrote one of the Psukim out of order. Psula, it's possible. The Chsev the Pasuk says, Because of us, Ha'alais, Ha'ela, these Allahs have to be written down. Kidechsiva, exactly as it's written in the Torah, that's how it has to be written on the parchment. What about Kasvul Kadim Shetakaba Allah Shvua? Let's say he wrote the Megillah before she accepted the Shvua. As we had quoted the Pasuk on Amr Aleph, it says, Amen, Amen. She says, Amen. That's the Kabbalah Shvua. So if he wrote down the Megillah before she accepted the Shvua, Psula, it's possible. She never, because the Pasuk says, Vihishbiya, he shall be Mashbiya her, Vaacherkach, Vakasav. And then it says, He shall write. What about Kasva Igeres? Let's say he wrote it as a letter. Psula, it's possible. Now, what does it mean to write it as a letter? So it means that the parchment didn't have sirtut. It didn't have the lines etched into it. When you look at a Sefer Torah, you see that it has lines. That's called sirtut. So if he wrote the Megillah down on parchment that doesn't have lines, it's possible. Why is that? Basefer Amrachmana. It says Basefer, and we have Allah Mishmi Sinai that Svarim have to have sirtut. Let's say he wrote it on two pages, which means he wrote it in two columns. Psula, it's possible. Why is that? Sefer. When the Torah says that it has to be written down in a Sefer, that means one Sefer, not two or three Sefarim, meaning not two or three columns. Now, what about if he did the following? He wrote a letter and then he erased it. Then he wrote the next letter, then he erased it. Until he did the entire Megillah like that, Psula, it's possible. Even though he wrote the whole Megillah and he erased the whole Megillah, it's still possible. Because the Pasuk says, to do this entire Tyra for her, meaning the whole thing has to be written at once and then erased. It can't be written and erased in stages. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow, continue with the same theme. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.